beginning transmission 86. American Jesus, file under Happy Birthday Mark Millar. このポッドキャストの今週のエピソードへようこそ。ドクター。シュドリンクス。イッチウィークアバウトレイバンドコミックリーダーズスラッシュアマチュアニュースを使用と漫画とピアカクテルバーです。オールワイルトライングノットサウ
So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. Uh, and I will jump in. My drinking game is called Lord's Name in Vain. Every time someone swears, take a drink. And not necessarily like a religious, like, Jesus or whatever, but like, you know, a good, good solid swear word. Take a drink. Woohoo! Uh... Maya, what's your drinking game? Well, I'm going to, even though you said don't don't count Jesus, I'm going to count that because mine's called the name game. Anytime someone okay. says Jesus, take a drink. Okay. Right, and mine's going to be the uh, game of incredulity. Every time someone points at the character and go, him? Really? <laughs> <laughs> you should take a drink. As this reminds me of Arrested Development. Her? 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 <laughs> Are you serious about that? Really? Yes, you should take a drink. So basically the gist of this, I mean, I think Adam is the one who originally recommended it to us, but uh, he's not here. So it's all uh, his the fault. gist of it is, it is all his fault. Um, uh, the gist of it is, it's what would happen if the second coming of Jesus was into a uh, young child in America, hence American Jesus. Uh, pretty straightforward. And so it's, it's sort of an, uh, an idea as to what would actually happen and how people would treat the situation and how it would be handled and all sorts of stuff that way. But... Before we send you out there into the world to go purchase this book and or read it by yourself, we're going to take a vote as to whether or not it's worth your time and hard-earned money. Vote for Pedro. So I've been asked by the judge to be the foreman. Vote for Pedro. And I want y'all to know that we's going to run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote. Because we love you. And we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you. Our dear listener. Along with each vote, our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Vote for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. Now who is the bond? I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. Uh, what is your vote? You know, I am with with Mark Miller. I I'm not a big fan of his. I I dislike a lot of stuff he does. I don't hate him mm-hmm. like I hate Alan Moore. Uh uh-huh. Just a lot of Mark Miller's stuff isn't usually what I prefer. But absolutely, mm-hmm. this is one of the few exceptions. Go buy this book. It's it's a lot of fun. But um, especially if you like uh, if you like being left left uh, have an open-ended story with no satisfaction like firefly <laughs> if, if you like being abused in that way go pick up this book because uh i believe in the back of the trade it says part two was supposed to come out in 2009 and there's been no volume two yet yeah um i've noticed this with a lot of my my mark millar stuff there's a lot of things that are labeled book one Ooh, drink, drink. i said miller did i say millar you no, said miller you didn't <laughs> all right <laughs> I'm rough my kids. I'm sorry. Uh, That's why we're gonna. We'll, we'll get yes. There. We'll get there by the end of this month. We'll get there. But like most of my books that I have from said author, whose birthday it is this month, whose name I will not say out loud out of fear of making people drink, <laughs> uh, is that a lot of them have like yeah, book one, and then you never know when book two is going to come out. Um, and I know a lot of people, and we can, we'll probably discuss this more at some point in time this month. I know a lot of people have issues with Mr. Miller. Uh, <laughs> and I, I understand that. I think that somehow, like, because I, I was looking back through my collection of books that I have that he's written, and I don't necessarily have issues with a lot of his work. I think it might just be that I just happen to have avoided the ones that really annoy people, and I just, you know, have decent ones in my collection, which hopefully those are the only ones we pick this month as well. Uh, so my vote on this book would be uh, yes. However... I find it helpful to have maybe a religious background and no longer be religious. I think you'll appreciate it more. Um, I don't know how much religious people would appreciate this book, but uh, having a little bit of background in Sunday school and then, uh, you know, not currently considering myself a religious individual, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, So, and then Todd, what is your vote? You know, going through this book with Mr. Miller, I've read a bunch of his stuff and some of it has rather irritated me if you ever want to have a bad read go ahead and read trouble it <laughs> takes the idea of hey let's take aunt may and make her a teenager working up in the hamptons type area for the <laughs> summer and let's have her sleep around a lot skanky aunt may skanky aunt may. Don't put aunt, put aunt may in the corner that's right and it's just irritating and 
this one's not irritating. I rather enjoy it. On Brian's idea of not being religious, it's fine if you can be you can be like Hindu, Jewish, Muslim, and read this and yeah. have a good time with it. But if your um, picture and idea of what Jesus is should be or coming back is are you, you're that tender and sensitive about someone poking fun at it, this may not be the book for you. And if you like poking fun of it, this is absolutely the book for you. Let's also be fair. If if you're tender and sensitive about that kind of thing, this may not be the best podcast for you to be listening to in the first place. But that's fuck you, Brian. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> uh, I mean, the 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 one who probably is the most rough around the edges on that account is not here today. But for the most part, I'm sure we've said some things that some people have definitely been very insulted by. Uh, and we will- well, that's okay. We'll just with he who is not here, we just have a moist mother to think of. That's true. Think. I hope he's listening now. He should be. Uh, I'm waiting for that text one day. Just a <laughs> fuck you. What I got <laughs> just today, out of the blue. What I got fuck today. you. I sent him. Yeah, a, I, like, I, yes. I sent him a moist gift earlier today when he was telling us that he couldn't make it, and Ooh. my response was fuck you. So yes. So that you know that's a sign that he likes you. It's true. It's true. In fact, I, so this is what we're gonna do, kids. We're gonna play a podcast game. I'm going to send him another gift. <laughs> Right about now, let's see, what do we got here? Oh, here's one. It's a girl eating cake that says, oh, good Lord, that's moist. That seems appropriate for this. We're going to send this. <laughs> you do it. We're going to send this to Adam right now, and we're going to see how long it takes before Adam responds with a fuck you, because that's what his response is going to be. So uh, at podcast time, this is currently uh, about 10 minutes uh, in. Yeah, you're going to get – yeah, we'll see. Actually, I'm starting a stopwatch right now. Okay, you ready? <laughs> Yep, go. Okay, so we'll edit this so the time will not be completely, like, don't judge your day on this, but we're just going to start a a timer. We're going to see how long (laughs) this goes. So, pressing send now. So (laughs) (laughs) We do this out of love. We do this out of love. And it's fun to annoy the shit out of them. This is a social experiment via this podcast, so that'll be fun. Uh, So, yes, we've all voted yes, um, and I know Adam will probably vote yes because he uh, is the one who recommended Mm -hmm. this. I was going to say, just from from talking to him... uh, yeah, no, he loved this book. <laughs> I'm still laughing at my own joke of sending Adam. Uh, I, yeah, torturing Adam on that is really way too fun, I just have to say. Uh, it makes me laugh, too. It's all the fun <laughs> in the world. But anyway, so uh, this is your time to go and read the book if you so choose, or if you haven't read it already, we do recommend that you read it. It's pretty good. Um, if you don't care to read it and just want to hear us spoil it, well, you can do that as well and just hang on for a minute. Um, we're going to play a little ditty, and we'll tell you all the things I already told you and probably some of the things I forgot, and we will see you on the other side for spoilerific spoilers of all sorts of spoiling. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Now we're not done for the day. Hey, what's up? what's up? We're back. We're not done for the day. Um, we are going to... There's only three chapters in this book, and there's only three people on the podcast today. So we are going to uh, do the same thing we did last week. We're going to relay race the lightning round. So uh, Todd's going to take the first chapter. Me, uh, being Brian, is going to take the second chapter. And Jeremiah is going to take the third and final chapter in this book. Um, so... We will start the lightning round with Todd right about. We'll see how much we like doing this as much as Hellboy on the last time. So here we go. I haven't edited that part of Hellboy, so that's what will make it interesting. Oh. If, if that, I was just to that point of editing when I'm like, oh, i got to record a podcast today. So. Okay, well, here we go. Lightning round begins now. All right, so it starts out American Jesus, book one, Chosen is kind of the subtitle to it in chapter one. You've got your main character and friends walking across a bent down tree across a ditch. It's got kind of a Calvin and Hobbes type going along with it. And they're just talking back and forth, going what's going on. And they're talking about squirrels, what they're seeing around, and they can, um, where they need to be. And they're just kind of shooting the ship, passing the time. As they're getting ready to walk under an overpass, a semi-truck on the overpass suddenly breaks through and it's falling down right on top of them. And the main character yells out to Jody, get out of the way. And then you've got a big old red semi-truck looking to fall right upon this person. And it's a full stage splash on both pages, and you just see this truck of terror coming its way. And then it's black on the next screen, and it just simply says, dogs work in mysterious way. 
backwards. And cut to a scene, you've got a... <laughs> Dog is God backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard the old thing is, what is the dyslexic person do it not? Is... Oh, it's the dyslexic atheist yeah. doesn't believe in dogs. Wonders if or the agnostic wonders if there's really a dog. So, sorry, go ahead. Nope, you're good to go. So you've got the preacher going. There's no track like this. track. Thank you. Your turn is coming up, Maya. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got this preacher talking to the mother going, what's going on here? I'm not really sure. He's like, you've got a 12-year-old boy that the truck landed on top of and nothing happened to the kid. Something is up. And he's like, it's a miracle. We're living in light in times. Miracles are possible. And then you've got the boy sitting in the hospital room. He's kind of chilling there because people think you should be, but really, there's not a lot wrong. And the nurse is talking to him as he's going back and forth, going, what's wrong? He's like, I think you're the one. And he's like, what are you talking about? And the scene goes on. Next thing, you've got him there back at his house, not going to school, chilling with some girl going, yeah, I need to go back to school, but I like not, and I'm just chilling here, and maybe I can stretch it out for a bit longer, because school sucks. Why would I want to do that? Girl going, I hate my family, I like life, I wish I was like you, and it's like, but you had the one the truck land on top of you, and you're fine, and he's like, yeah, I'm not sure why it happened, just give me a break, Chip. Maggie. Next scene is they're back in the classroom, and the kids are talking to him, he gets called in by the teacher and the teacher says you got a perfect score you must be cheating what is going on it's like it's not me i just knew everything and the teacher's calling out on bullshit on him you must be cheating he's like i'm not really he says well i've got my eye on you kid um next page going through again is he's just complaining about things and he's giving him questions and he's just answering left and right to the satisfaction of the teacher and he's frustrated that he can't catch the kid in a lie because this kid really as it's going through he gets saved he comes on out and next page here you've got him talking all smart things to smart people so like look i'm so intelligent i can talk big math questions to a group of people look at me on display bloody bloody he heads back home He's talking with his mom. His mom, what's going on? And she's like, eh, I'm not really sure. I love you anyway, son. And they're still talking back and forth. And going through. And I'm really bad at the lightning round. And she says, Mom, what's wrong with me? Am I broken? Am I a freak? And she's like, what? You're not a freak. You're special. And I love you forever. And other people are talking about him and going, I'm not sure. This kid's kind of weird. So he comes back into the room, and then he goes up into his stairs. And there's some more people, and you see this guy with his head is black, and you don't see anything else around him. He's talking some things about people being redeemed. And he talks to someone else, and he says, thank you. And you see Jody upstairs reading the Bible, and he has this look on his face of, holy shit, maybe I am. And then the next page is a picture of Christ with a glowing heart that reminds me more of Monty Python and the Holy Grail than anything else. <laughs> So, sum up chapter one, a truck falls on him, people think he's weird, and he starts spouting off smart things, and people are going, what's up with this kid? Really? Him? End of chapter one. Cool, and we begin chapter two with uh, Jody going to talk to Father Higgins, uh, basically has a long conversation and tries to ask him if Father Higgins thinks that it's actually possible that uh, he is reincarnated Jesus. Find out this preacher kind of sort of has lost his face after his uh, brother has died, um, and so... Uh, you then see Jody with a bunch of his friends. They're trying to basically recreate the loaves and fishes kind of thing and turning water into wine. He's going to do miracles for his friends. And uh, at one point in time, he ends up uh, having a kid who has really glasses. He tries to bless him. He eventually turns the, uh, the, wa uh, the water into wine and things like that. Uh, the kid goes in to get his eyes checked, and his eyes miraculously are better, and they're all pretty excited about it. So um, he is now sort of preaching and talking to people. Uh, to the kids and stuff like that. Eventually, a bully comes and beats up on him because you know he's talking a bunch of shit. And his teachers are the teacher who is uh, mad at him beforehand. Kind of you know steps up for him. Mr. Fremont kind of helps him out. He goes back to his house. You know his parents aren't kind of really talking, and uh, they are uh, they kind of look like uh, characters from a, a Daniel Clown's book. But um, so uh, he's upstairs reading comics, and he sees the girl next door about to get naked. So he's about to have a little happy time, and his mom walks in and... <laughs> Damn it, Mom, you're getting in front of the good part. I know. Uh, 
Yeah, who looks like Wednesday Adams? But um, she asks what he's doing. He says he was reading comics. She says, but the lights were off. Says, well, I fell asleep. So we have a friend from school. It's the bully who has beaten him up is uh, downstairs. Uh, he takes him and drags him to the hospital and tells uh, Jody that he's going to uh, kill him if he doesn't help cure his dad. And then you see his dad looking kind of like a zombie walking out of the uh, the room in the hospital. Um, and Jody sort of helps save him kind of thing. Uh, so then the bully is now, you know, friends with the kid. And the kid's sort of, uh, uh, kid's hanging out with his buddies. And the uh, the preacher falls out, and or drives by, and, or I guess the priest. But uh, he drives by, Jody gets into his car, is talking to him. And he um, uh, starts talking about uh, priest has lost his faith. Uh, because of his brother's death and that kind of thing and the priest gets really upset at him starts swearing at him take a drink and kicks him out of his car and then um sort of have a he's starting to realize that if he's jesus and there's probably an antichrist christ not far behind him end of chapter two beginning of chapter three to mr maya uh so chapter three starts off with uh father o'higgins in church and church is not very full because everyone's going out to see Jody and wanting to see him perform miracles. Uh, he is sitting next to someone, uh, I don't know who that is, someone's mother. Uh, basically, she's on her deathbed. The The son called him over to, to help heal her. Um, but with her now knowing that Jesus does exist and probably god that uh she's okay with dying and he's like this isn't what i brought you over here for but it's what she wants so um next we see jody's mother get a phone call from a uh, a guy in washington wearing a cowboy hat and a vest saying uh that basically um like they know who the father is she he wasn't immaculately conceived as kind of hinted in the first uh when we first learned about uh, where he came from, uh, and he's sending people from the church to come get him uh, to take to take Jody away. He can visit his parents whenever he wants, um, but with this getting his his powers or, or miracles being public knowledge now, they're sending someone to come get him and take him away. So we go to Father O'Higgins and and Jody's teacher uh, chatting, uh, just basically shooting the shit, talking about. Jody like uh, basically everything that's going on uh, Father O'Higgins goes home to pray he asks for a sign because he still doesn't believe that Jody is is really who everyone thinks he is and he wants a sign to prove it cut to the the kid that Jody fixed his eyesight playing baseball and the truck driver driving that initially uh, was in that truck crash driving around with his family and the dog that the priest uh, uh, took in, the one that ran in front of the truck, uh, the bl formerly blind kid hits the ball, the dog sees it, chases after it, runs in front of the truck driver's station wagon with his family, and uh, gets hit. Go to the next scene. It's uh, Jody and, uh, now I'm blanking on her name. The, Maggie. hmm? Maggie? Maggie, yeah, the girl from next door basically uh, talking like, you're leaving, um, do you think that we would have gotten together if, if you weren't leaving, and she tries to kiss him, and something tastes weird when she kisses him, like, and he's like, I, I didn't put anything on my mouth, uh, but something's definitely off there. Father O'Higgins brings in the dog, uh, Jody uses a lot of power, so much power to heal the dog that it causes lightning storms, and shorts out all electrical uh, objects and everything uh, nearby and well not even just nearby it looks like in the whole town <laughs> uh, brings the dog back to life uh, cut to the next day Jody's leaving people are gathered around to send him off he gets in the car with a lady uh, and she's saying we're going we're going to see the boss She's like, and Jody says, seriously, we're going to meet God? And uh, she's like, no, we're going to go meet Satan. So does that mean that Jody's the Antichrist? Hmm. Uh, or, 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 yeah, 
And then, and then it jumps to the end, and you see where, where jo- uh, older Jody, that's 33 years old, had been narrating the whole time. And he is the president of the United States. End of book one. And I'm, man, I can't wait to go pick up book two tomorrow. Oh, oh he's only eight years late. Oh, yeah. It could be any time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they'll make a movie of it before they'll finish the comic. Well, it's not like that. it's a Jeff Loeb, Tinsale, Captain American White late yet. <laughs> Yeah, at least they had three level, issues though. out before a big delay. They they finished the first chapter. Yes. So here's my thing. I was all in on this. I really liked it until it started getting into the Washington D.C. conspiracy thing, and then it started kind of reminding me of Preacher, where you have like the whole conspiracy theory, which was not in the book that we read many moons ago, but like in the overall thing, you have this whole conspiracy with the this uh, group that you know is politically connected and has the you know pure inbred like a descendant of jesus and all sorts of stuff and i was a little afraid of that's where it's going and that's kind of what concerns me more about this book because i was actually kind of i think it's a genuinely interesting concept to have a you know a character who i mean to have basically the second coming of jesus in a modern day and see what that would actually happen you know what i mean or how people would actually react to that having it taking it into a different kind of conspiracy kind of route i felt was a little that, that was a little disappointing for me, but I'm still holding out to see where it ends up going. I think what's actually in this book is interesting and good, but I kind of, I'm a little concerned about what would eventually end up happening in book two and or book three. No, I you can know? hear you. So looking at it, he has set the stage and there is a delay. Maybe he got distracted. He's doing other things. Maybe he really has no idea where to go with it. Um well, you, you mentioned it probably get turned into a movie before. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, Netflix just purchased uh-huh. Miller World, so I could see them doing a yeah. Netflix show. A TV series. Like a miniseries or, a or something, yeah. Or something, yeah. Sure, I bet this would be lower on the list. He has a lot of other material that's much more uh, camera audience-friendly. I mean, they don't want to start picketing yet. I don't know that you could. I mean, you could do this one relatively low budget. To be honest with you, that's true. You know what I mean? It, it could be low budget, but then you could, can all of a sudden you can have the uh, conservative home family league that's, saying that's I think where your bigger balance. concern is is, is, yeah. is upsetting an, an audience base. But you know I, I don't mean? think Netflix cares about that because uh, um, they like they got a lot of calls about dear white people. They got a lot of calls about uh-huh. thirteen reasons why. They'd rather put out good shows. Mm-hmm. I uh-huh. think. And, and make them quality as opposed to, or are we going to offend someone by putting this out? Or, or yeah. do we want to make it good for the people that will enjoy it? Sure. Yeah, but you start getting into actual religious figures, and that's where it starts to get iffy. I mean, you're going to start getting the, the contingent of people who, you know, protested uh, dogma and whatever, you know. I think yeah, it I mean, yeah. depends on their mood as it's coming through. Yeah. So it's, and you know, there's other with the netflix deal and everything i think there's more attractive other miller properties especially if they're going after oh we need to get in the, on this comic book action this book probably isn't what the top of coming comes to mind to get in on some of this uh, marvel dc stuff that they're hoping to replicate in that way yeah, but i think i mean comic book action is almost a bit of a misnomer because if you really look at the most popular comic book uh, TV show mm-hmm. is probably uh, Walking Dead, and that has next to no no action. I mean, it has some action in it, but like it's mainly like a soap opera drama of about a group of people just trying to survive. You know what I mean? Sure, I hear um, you. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think... And I, it, I could also, be completely wrong. That's true. No, I, I'm not saying you're wrong or right. I'm saying that there's... <laughs> there's it could go either way. It really could. I just, yeah, I think you're right, though, that there are probably other properties of his that are probably higher up in line. I think potentially like a uh, maybe a Kingsman and or Wanted TV show could maybe be in there. Um, I think Hawk. I'd, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather have TV shows of stuff that they haven't already made movies of. Right, absolutely. And I agree, you love... but you do have the name recognition there uh-huh. that, you know, and, and that might also be a question of if it's already been made into a movie, where do the rights fall on that one as well? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think there was some blurbs about they bought current contact that's not already IP licensed out and future yeah. stuff so if there's already an ip license for it, it probably isn't going to happen anytime soon until they exhaust their other options that's my imagining here so but this um yeah i mean it was thoroughly enjoyable uh you got a dig out of it but it's really like an appetizer that whetted my appetite 
And I feel like George Clooney from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? With a little squirrel. I don't want to eat the squirrel because I'm just be hungrier for more. Yeah, I get that. Gripe about this book more than anything else is I want more, and there's just a start. So it seems like a great start. Where is it going? Yeah. And that's the biggest downer on it is where is this going? It doesn't really feel like a complete arc to me. Well, it's because it's, oh, it's definitely not there yet. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's act one of a, of a three act play. Sure. So I, we get to know everyone and see where things are going in. And next, and you're just like, okay. So, and that's the challenge to it. And if there were to be a criticism, that is a criticism of it. It's, I want more. Why isn't there more? <laughs> that is the criticism. So I, I believe That's Mr. A, Miller. Not necessarily a bad criticism. No, it's not a bad criticism, but where's more? Is the, it's a. Well, uh, Maya, what's your thought? We've just been discussing it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can definitely see this being like a, a TV show or something. Um, I'm, I'm really liked where it went. I, kind of go in a different way that you went I I didn't mind the Washington, like the conspiracy stuff, because that was kind of the hook like, that you can see volume 2 was going to be about this Mm -hmm. if we didn't have that, then you wouldn't really have a good idea of where volume 2 was going to go, he'd just be like oh, I'm I'm still this kid wandering around with, you know, healing people and turning water into wine and blah 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 Um, I really I really like the idea that's he was created for some reason uh, that people know where he came from. He wasn't just immaculately conceived. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do want to see where it goes. Uh, I want to see what happened because uh, does he, when he goes to, to whatever, we'll meet Satan. Mm -hmm. uh, Does Satan help him become the president of the United States or does he overcome Satan? Does he over, do they do like a temptation of Christ type thing? And he overcomes Satan and then ends up being president of the United States. Uh, who knows? Uh, and we'll possibly never know. You know, I really enjoy that. What I will say, so Peter Gross is the one that did the art for the book. Mm-hmm. And I was looking here, what dawned on me while I was reading it is like, you know, with the color scheme and all, it's really kind of pastel And I'm like, pastel And like, one might even say it's a little pastoral in its drawing and its choices of it. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Peter, for your <laughs> clever letter little pastoral drawings <laughs> of a book about Jesus. Well, that's probably also a choice it. to be, he's from a small town, and if he's eventually going to end up in a big city, you need to do a sort of... Yeah, a, I mean, the, the setting is very he, much... From where he ends up at, yeah. Absolutely. You know. The setting is very much in a nice little suburbicon, hillbill valley and, kind of a area where Leave it to Beaver leaves <laughs> next door. And if we ever, <laughs> excuse me, if we ever do get a volume to, you know, that color palette or the way the art is even if it's still Peter Gross, may be different because you have a different setting. Yeah. Right. More, you know, the big city is a lot more chaotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could do each book by a different art, uh, artist, or you could do, you know, completely different color schemes and all sorts of stuff that way. No, absolutely. But it was, I, I dug the art for what it was. And when I saw what he was doing there, I'm like, oh, I get it. That's a lot of fun. And even as it's telling the story in the past, it's also got a bit of that pastor like rose colored lenses of that story there was even scary stuff in there but you realize as the narration and going on and the, you've got the character recounting some of his beginnings of what's going on there it's a look of fondness mm-hmm. if nothing else which the art really lends itself there to and you have just this overall feeling that it imbues with it and so you're taking the story and how the end point the art itself ties the end and going on president this is kind of what was going on at the beginning together and that was quite well done so i'm going to give peter high marks for pulling that off yeah no i completely agree and and just something that came to mind just thinking of the presidential stuff is he did mention he was 33 so if that's any indication of where the book is probably going to end mm-hmm. uh probably end with an assassination. assassination or yeah exactly yeah um yeah, because I, I know the, the the age 33 is very, very important for those of you who did not go to Sunday school a lot. That's how old Jesus was. 
That's how old I am right and now. I love Jesus by three years. Right. The, 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 the oh, trick of it is they're going to have to change the law because a 33-year-old can't be president. Oh, yeah, it's 36. 36 is the minimum age. Yeah. So I hit that last year. So my next age marker is now my ARP card. Damn well, it. Well, you know what? Nice. I'm sure they can make an exception for Jesus. Because they did, they did mention... Um, but there is the Establishment Clause. Would having Jesus be president violate the Establishment Clause of the no, Constitution? No, no. In, in, in the book, in one of the, the uh, like future sections, he mentions something about there being an amendment to the Constitution made for him. I'm betting that's oh, okay. what allowed him to become president. It, make it sense. would make sense. But I kind of like the question, that does having Jesus Christ as president violate the Establishment Clause of the Constitution where you can't put any religion... State-sponsored religion in there. <laughs> it already is. <laughs> and, you know, though, I, I, I will have to say because I've got people that are involved with it. One of my favorite things to watch are the Satanists because whenever you have any city, school district, or do some little thing of, oh, it's okay, this is where people can put religious things or talk about religious things. You've got the Satanist religion coming on. It's like, great, where can we put our monument or display our stuff? Like, no, 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 you can't do that. We're going to ban all religious things from this <laughs> school or public space. And the saying is like, oh, that's cool, too. It's everybody or nobody. Yep. But I do get a kick out of it. So when people's like, oh, we need to make this rule so we can have the local uh, seminary gathering or something happens. And then the question always comes up, how are we going to write this rule? So when the Satanists come knocking, we have an answer. <laughs> and they always like, so what would we do if the Satanists showed up? So it's not what would Jesus do, it's what would we do if the Satanists showed up. Yep. That's the real question. Pesky Satanists. Pesky Satanists. They're they're just doing good things for our country though. <laughs> they really are. So I if any Satanists are listening to this, thank you. Really, from the top <laughs> of my heart, you guys are doing great work. Awesome. Um, well, I think that's a, you know, if we're, if we're going to ch- let's toast to the Satanists with our cocktails this yes. week. Behold, Mr. we finally fulfill the second half of our Mr. title Boone. and make with the fire Mr. water. Alcoholics transform. Mine, I am calling uh, water to wine. Uh, it's a sangria, Woo. but, uh, you know, uh, so it is. Three-fourths cup of super fine sugar. Super fine. Um, <laughs> one cup of tap water. Uh, one orange sliced. Uh, one lime sliced. Five bottles of red wine. Ooh. And there's five 750 milliliters uh, bottles of red wine. Twelve cubes of ice. Very specific. Not 13 and not 12. 11, but 12. For the disciples. What, what, si- what size yeah. of uh, ice, ice cubes? It, it doesn't specify that on this, unfortunately. But it unfortunately. needs to be a cube. And not a yeah. log, not a star. Yeah. But... There needs to be 12 of them, and you need to name them for each of the apostles, yes. apparently. Uh, to on the Judas one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, six fluid ounces of sparkling water, and one cup of fresh raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, or hab strawberries. You can take your pick on that one. Uh, dissolve the sugar and tap water in a large pitcher. Add the orange slices, lime slices, and wine. Stir in the ice cubes until cold. Uh, top of sparkling water and serve in red wine glasses with fresh berries in each glass. There you go. There's some uh, some holy uh, water to wine action for you. Maya, what's your cocktail? Uh, I found a... It's it's not necessarily a mixed cocktail. It is a shot mm-hmm. called the Antichrist. Okay. It is a third yep. of a shot of 151 proof rum, a third of a shot of absolute pepper vodka, and a third shot of Everclear and oh. then you put three oh, dashes geez. of Tabasco on it, oh. and delicious. I'm not sure delicious. Have you had it? I would it do. sounds delicious to me. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Holy shit. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't want to get Give me the pepper vodka, and I'll make it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so uh, how man. many do you take? One, and you're done? Well, however many you want to make and drink. Ooh. Oh, that just makes my stomach hurt. Actually, do do you have the stuff to make that there? Can you make that for? Tyler? I don't. I wish I did. Oh, because that would be awesome. no, no. I'll, I would leave an awesome but, deposit afterwards. But uh, Todd, I'll, I'll give you the recipe for you to take with you to pub quiz, and you can ask them to make it for you there. Oh yeah, and then they will look at me and says, "Welcome to Utah. We can't make this." <laughs> yeah, it's a great built-in excuse they can use for this. Yeah, it's like, oh, we don't want to make that. We'll just say we're in Utah and we're not allowed to. 
<laughs> and like I had yeah. a drink from a bar just last night. Well, we don't know how. That <laughs> yes, you do. You're just being lazy. But I like Lucky Thirteen. Thank you. So my drink, um, I am calling mine the Lazarus Dog because in the book they don't <laughs> raise a man from the dead, but the dog. Um, so here you have a martini glass that's going to be served in. But you have one fluid ounce of Kettle One Vodka, a half ounce of your favorite cognac, uh, one fluid ounce of a coffee liqueur, and one fluid ounce of espresso coffee. Hot. You're going to pour all those things into a shaker with ice, shake the shit out of it, and fine strain into a chilled glass and enjoy it in a martini glass where it's awesome and buzzy and drunky and you're just like, I feel so weird. It's like a Red Bull vodka coffee base. It's amazing. Nom, 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 nom. Red Bull. Yeah. And then you can follow it up with my shot. Uh, <laughs> oh, then, uh, then I'll have a gallon of sangria because I think each of us need to drink a gallon of sangria because that'd be amazing. There's something about like spicy and peppery drinks that I just it just is weird to me. Like I'm just so used to drinks being do refreshing. Not, do you not like Bloody Marys? No, I don't actually. I really don't. It's, okay. I like Bloody Marys. I find it as I've explored spicy and peppery drinks though, it's at what point in time does it feel like I'm just bring, drinking an alcoholic marinade? Yeah. It's like, hmm, I should put my red <laughs> meat in this for an hour before I cook it, but I'm just drinking marinade? What about putting your meat in it? Yeah, put your meat in well, it. Well, Adam's not here. That's for Adam. <laughs> so. And if Adam has a cocktail for this week, I'll, I'll have him email it. I'll throw it up on our website as well in case you want to What do you think our guest for Adam's American Jesus cocktail? Um, I'm going to call it um, 12 Disciples because he wants to have 12 okay. men with him. Um, that's right. <laughs> and uh, twelve man choo choo train. Yeah, I don't know. Because the can so, Jesus can can. So <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I didn't catch all that, and I'm just going to ignore it because I don't want to go back and find out what you said. Um, no, but you'll hear it when you edit. I know I will. That's why I'm just like I'm preparing myself to have to set that out. Not much better than this though. Is so I, I took Jess to go see uh, the new uh, Thor Ragnarok. And when Loki, because I'd seen it before in a, in a preview, mm -hmm. and so we went, actually paid tickets to go see it. And uh, when Loki says, I want safe passage to the anus, or through the anus, Jess um, <laughs> <laughs> just sort of giggled to herself. And Dover Dover goes, there are so many men and women across the country that got so wet as soon as he said that. <laughs> <laughs> she agreed with me. Uh, so, well, cool. Does anybody else have anything they want to add about this? I'm so terrified <laughs> of what I'm going to find out when I edit this episode. Uh, no, I think I've said everything. Uh, Are we going to do grades? Yeah, I was going to. I just wanted to see if anybody had anything to add before we got into grades. I was. Uh, I, th I think everything is said that needs to be said. I'm a little disappointed at least I haven't responded yet, to be honest with you. I know. What's up with that? Is he just seen it and he's just cursing under he, his breath? He might have been driving him. home because I think I, I heard him take the dog out just a second ago. Okay. Well. Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking fun. God, please, no! 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 Then we will start with um, our grades for writing for Mr. Miller. Ah, got it. Uh, what is your grade, Maya? Uh, I'm going to give it an A minus because I want part two. So you're getting that minus <laughs> until we get part two. <laughs> okay. Uh, Todd? I give it a B plus. Um, I really enjoyed it. Waiting on the part two was annoying, and that has definitely contributed to his score of B+. But I also think there is um, Miller stuff I like better, and that is superior to this work. So I give it a B+. Uh, and I'm going to go with a B, um, and I reserve the right to change that grade. If part two ever comes out, uh, my grade could go up. I'm just I, I'm very curious as to how he handles the whole Washington conspiracy thing that will decide in the long run whether or not I like this book more or not. Um, I'm just still juries out on that, but for 
chapters one and two, I really enjoyed it. It's just chapter three, I didn't really particularly like that, but it could redeem itself if the story goes somewhere interesting. Uh, we've already discussed a little bit, but uh, for Peter Gross's art, uh, what is your vote, Mr. Maya? I'm gonna flip and uh, give a B plus. Um, I thought it fit the story very well. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought I thought it fit fit the story. Um, it it wasn't, you know, for a story like this, it doesn't need to be this big blockbuster mm-hmm. artwork. Um, just it it very well fit the tone of the book. I will agree with you. I'm gonna go with about a B. Um, I think. Yeah, I think it's a really good style. It's almost a juvenile style. Like it's like mm-hmm. a simplistic sort of almost like kids book kind of style, but that's really fitting for the story that's being told here. Um, but uh, I, I think it really really works. I mean, it's just it's not blockbuster. It's not oh shit, you have to see this art, which is why I didn't get a higher grade. But it's it's more than fee- it's more than serviceable to this book, um, which is why I gave it a good old B. Uh, Todd, what's your grade? You know, I'll give it a B plus. Um goes back again it's pastoral you've got the rose colored glasses of memory i mean it's kind of has that watercolor effect to the whole thing yeah i give it a b actually i give it a b <laughs> okay i'm gonna go with you that there too i mean it was quite effective and i enjoyed it but there's um better stuff out there that's for sure Ooh, we have an adam hey buddy oh, hey buddy I tell him I'm a little disappointed that he hasn't responded to my uh, text message you haven't responded to brian's old little moist message um, Here we go, middle maybe. finger. We'll count that as we a response. Thirty-five minutes. Thirty-five minutes. Well, see, <laughs> see, that's when we like say perform for us, trained monkey, and yeah. he doesn't. So okay. that it deserved. And now it's time for recommendations. That time in the show where the panel tells you all the crap they are currently into, but will forget about as soon as they see something shiny. You're a stamp tramp. How dare you? And what is that? You give your stamp of approval to everything. It's become meaningless. Why can't you be more like your wife? Lily's stamp is gold. I'm reading this book because of her. I'm drinking this beer because she recommended it. I'm even wearing this bra because of a lingerie store Lily told me about. Then uh, let's go into recommendations. Uh, Todd, do you have something to recommend? Yeah, um, so uh, an off-the-wall crazy book. I've read this last week. It's also from Image. It's written by Ryan Brown, and it is a title, God Hates Astronauts. Now, I'm definitely recommending it for people that have read a lot of comics and understand the tropes, because this kind of turns a lot of it on its head, and it is batshit weird, crazy, fun, irreverent, and explicit. I think the best way to... Um, I'm going to read Jonathan Hickman's blurb on the back of this book and it says i don't want to oversell what ryan has accomplished here but i gave god hates astronauts to a blind man and he regained his sight (laughs) hey that's fitting with the american jesus it's american jesus (laughs) so mr hickman gave this book to a blind guy now the blind guy can see because the book is just that awesome and i'm gonna have to agree with him because this thing is fucking weird, and I love it so much. Thank you, Ryan, for writing this really demented thing. And throughout of it, he apologizes to his family as he writes it, and other <laughs> people. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm related to you. You must feel really embarrassed, but I'm still going. It's cool. It's cool. You should read it. Yeah, that's what I have. Okay. Um, so I'm going to recommend, I've been reading a lot of comics recently to try to get my to-be-read list down. Um, and yeah, you have. I'm down into the 20s. I'm pretty excited. And because we're recording this, it has prevented me from going to the comic shop, uh, which will probably keep my list lower, thank goodness, because I was really tempted to go in and do uh, some more shopping. And uh, they'll be closed by the time we're done recording today. So uh, I have saved myself. Uh, and I work until uh, a week from Friday, I think. So I'm, I'm pretty much mm. booked up. But... Uh, this is a book that I read um, that I bought from Mr. Maya, actually, and it's been sitting on my list for a long time. Uh, I believe it's by Grant Morrison. It's Batman and Son. Um, mm-hmm. It's the book where Batman finds out that Damian Wayne is his kid, and you first get introduced to Damian Wayne. And, like, I liked the book. I thought it was fun and interesting, but Damian Wayne is a little fucker. And uh, <laughs> I like, love that little fucker. Well, and see, he started as a little fucker, and now he's a lovable little fucker. Yeah, That's but he's, really he's cool. evolved as a character. <laughs> He has evolved in this character, and it was a really entertaining read to kind of see where... Like, it was nice to, like... 
statistically I know like okay Damian Wayne is Batman's kid because I you know read the internet it was kind of mm-hmm. nice to actually read where that happened um, it's also nice to see some evolution because Damian Wayne fucker in that book like he just <laughs> want to smack oh yeah when, when, when it, you were first introduced him he is the biggest little fucker oh he's such a little pain in the ass you're just like <laughs> fuck that kid uh, so um, yeah but it's a fun book it's a fun read and uh, I'm partially recommended because I liked it partially recommended because I'm looking at my bookshelves of all the stuff I've read over the last little bit and I'm trying to remember what I've recommended before and what I haven't and I'm pretty certain I haven't recommended that so that's what I'm going with awesome uh, and then Maya what's your recommendation uh, I'm going to recommend a book that came out this week as we record uh, by the time this comes out it'll probably be a couple of weeks after uh, but uh, go pick up Doomsday Clock number one uh DC Comics, it is Jeff Johns and Gary Frank basically doing a Dr. Manhattan Superman story. Um, as we've seen, Dr. Manhattan, they've kind of hinted that he's the one that is behind uh, the new 52 when they rebooted everything. Um, and this this will probably give us a bit more insight into that, because they haven't really said much. Um, however, the first issue has no Dr. Manhattan and very little Superman in it. <laughs> it is, uh, it's the whole first, or the majority of the first issue is set in the Watchmen world. Um, I think it's like seven years after Watchmen. It's in 1992. Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, is, is the, the, basically the week that, that it comes out and the week that it's set in is the same week that Death of Superman happened. It's the 25th anniversary of the Death of Superman as well. Mm. <laughs> um, but it's a Rorschach. Which he's not dead. You'd have to read it to find out. Oh, Rorschach's in it. Rorschach is in it. He's on oh. the cover. He uh, he had a little <laughs> um, bit of a uh, particle problem. He did in Watchmen. But uh, Rorschach is in it, and uh, basically the world is going to shit because uh, you know it came out that Ozymandias you know was behind the big psychic squid monster attack, mm-hmm. and. Uh, their their world has gone to shit, but then it, it caps off nicely with uh, where it's starting to hint to uh, Superman and Doctor Manhattan stuff, and I'm really looking forward to conversations about life that they're going to have. All right, but uh, uh, it's very much a setup issue, very much a uh, get you started issue, but I definitely want to see where it goes from here. So that'll just about do it for this week. Uh, next week, we are continuing our Happy Birthday, Mark Miller tribute uh, with a book that I recently discovered. It was recommended to me by the lovely gentleman at uh, Midtown Comics in New York City, uh, specifically the Times Square uh, off the shop, which is, I think, the original one. The one that also, if you watched a little bit of comic book news, the guy jumped out of the second story, uh, which I was there like two days before that happened. And like, that's not a small jump. Like, that guy had to be drugged out of his fucking mind. To, 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 to that. Um, but basically, Starlight, actually, I'm going to read the back of the book because uh, it's a pretty good description of what it is. It says, uh, 40 years ago, Duke McQueen was a space hero who rescued the world from tyranny. Uh, but then came, but then he came home, got married, had kids, and grew into an old man with nothing but his memories. Until one night, an old, sparkly rocket ship descended from the heavens and called him back for one final adventure. Basically, it's an old man who's been telling his whole neighborhood and town, I used to be, a, I was a space hero, and I was, you know, it's very much based off of, like, uh, like, Flash Gordon or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Flash Gordon comes back to Earth, gets old, and no one believes him that he actually did all these things that he's been doing until one day a spaceship shows up and says, hey man, we gotta get you back in. We need your help again. So now it's an old man trying to fit into his old space uniform and go and uh, do an intergalactic adventure as well. So, uh, But uh, really fun. It's a one-shot. It's its own little story. Uh, so you don't have to worry about it not being continued like today's book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so we'll be reading that for next week. Um, and uh, I think that'll do it for this. So we will see you next week with Starlight. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.